0: Welcome to The Great Return. We are a podcast of M2B Ministries, empowering returning world racers and short-term missionaries become all they are meant to be in God's kingdom. Whether it's figuring out the right career, moving to a new state, or finding a community, we are here to guide, inspire, and equip you in re-entry. Our passion is to help you thrive. Today, I have the honor and the privilege of interviewing my dear friend, Betsy, and I first wanted to start out by sharing how we met, and she can kind of chime in. But first, thank you, Betsy, so much for being here. Ah, Nikki, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Yay. So, Betsy and I met a couple years ago. We were working for a nonprofit together and uh, we help short-term missionaries with re-entry, returning home, because both of us were missionaries. We did something called the World Race. We went at different times, but we met because we both had a passion for helping these missionaries with re-entry, and we also are entrepreneurs and have that mindset, working remotely. So we And we have bonded over a bunch of different things, right, Betsy?
1: (laughs) Yes, from nutrition, productivity, personal growth, um, nonprofits, and everything in between.
0: Yes. So it's been super fun getting to know Betsy and continuing our friendship. So I just wanted to bring her on this podcast so she can talk to us about working remotely because that is what she does and has been doing for over six years now. So Betsy, can you share with us how you got started working remotely and what you are doing now? Sure. So, uh, when I finished
1: my master's in entrepreneurship in 2011, um, I really wanted to stay in sort of the small town, sort of tiny city where I was living. Um, but I wasn't really sure what I was going to do. Um, so I I don't even remember how I heard about it, but it just sort of, I uh, came across something about remote work and I thought, oh, wow, that's, that's what I want to do. Um, and uh, sort of my initial jump into that, I was actually working for an entrepreneur and he had sort of a, I guess you could say, personal development uh, company. And so I actually started out uh, doing social media and community management uh, for him. And uh, this was in the beginning of 2012, so it was a different world than it is today. Um, But just even that initial experience of being on a remote team, having some team members that were over in Europe, we had one person in Paris, another uh, in the UK, uh, he. My boss was out in Colorado. I was in Florida. So just working on a re, uh, sort of international remote team. I was like, okay, I love this, and I want to keep doing it.
0: <laughs> yeah. So backing up a little bit, you said that you went to school for entrepreneurship. So how did you figure out that's what you wanted to do in school and get a degree for that?
1: Yeah. So. I would say uh, a big part of that was uh, when I was 21, I was living in New York City, and uh, it was during the recession. And uh, living in New York during the recession was probably one of the most um, sort of trajectory changing experiences of my life um, because suddenly people who thought they had these really stable careers and worked for these big companies no longer had jobs and things were really unpredictable. And so I think without even sort of realizing it, it really taught me that you sort of have to figure things out yourself. You need to be adaptable uh, and really, more importantly, it's important to have multiple streams of income. So not to just depend on one single income for everything. And so uh, after that, I uh, did some research about graduate programs, and I found the master's program in entrepreneurship. And Literally, when I came across the website, I just started crying and I'm not really an emotional person, but it was just one of those things where I was like, yes, like this is my next step. This this is what I want to do.
0: That is a huge realization, too. I think having that experience in New York and like seeing people losing their jobs and realizing that because not a lot of people think about this. So I kind of wanted to go back to what you said about having multiple streams of income. And I think that's huge. And not a lot of people talk about that or realize the importance of that.
1: Yeah, definitely. I I think that's so important, especially in today's world, because uh, people tend to change jobs very quickly. Even if you work for a very very big established company, job hopping is very popular today. And I think it is really important, whether it's a side job, a side hustle, um, investments, uh, it is really important to have multiple streams of income because you don't necessarily know what the next uh, even two to five years might look like for you. You might have a full-time job. You might have a part-time job with side gigs. Uh, most of us really can't can't predict what that will look like. So I think it's really important.
0: And I don't want people to get the wrong idea about always hopping around to different jobs. We, Betsy and I really see the importance in commitment as well in following through with things. So I want to speak to that real quick also, is um, yes, it's good to have multiple sh- streams of income, but also stay committed to where you are. And I think this kind of also goes into like being an entrepreneur. A lot of people have full time jobs and have a side hustle, and they're working their full time job until their side hustle can create that you know, same income or more. And so, you know, you kind of stick with your commitment and you have this other stream in. Some people I know have full-time jobs and they have a side hustle and that's just what they want to do. They never quit their full-time job to do and be an entrepreneur. Um, But all that to say, it's good to stick with your commitments.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And there actually are some really good statistics that back up that finding that uh, people who uh continue with their full-time jobs while they have their their business, company whatever it is on the side. Um I don't know the exact numbers, maybe about 60% or more are often more successful than those who sort of you know quit their jobs and risk everything to go all in on on their businesses.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to create that schedule and be able to, yeah, like you're going to work and then you're like, okay, now after work I have to be able to schedule stuff out. So I I can totally see how that you would be more successful with having that full-time job.
1: Yeah. And there's the financial component. Uh, when you sort of risk everything, when everything is based on the success of your business, it can really impact your decision-making. Sometimes you make un- unwise decisions, whereas with if you have a full-time gig and you know your bills are already paid, um, then you can move slowly and do things the right way and the way that's in line with really what you most want. Whereas if everything is ba- is you know based on the success or failure of your business, then then that can actually be really risky.
0: Yeah, definitely, and we're talking about you know having multiple streams of income, and both of us do multiple things. So, Betsy, can you kind of share a little bit as to what you are doing now?
1: Absolutely. So, uh, like Nikki said before, I we were working together for a nonprofit. Uh, And now I uh, teach lessons, Uh, I teach uh, business English, so I work with uh, mostly Chinese managers and engineers, Uh, and then I also do uh, proofreading and editing, Uh, and then I also uh, have a blog and website where I talk a lot about remote work and productivity, and then I also have some other uh, investments as well. So there's all of my different my different things.
0: <laughs> and it keeps you busy. <laughs> it does, yes.
1: <laughs> and then I also work with a microfinance organization called uh, Zidisha also as
0: well. Yeah, you can't forget that one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I'll put a link in the show notes for Betsy's website. You got to go check it out. It's pretty great. And she has a lot of great resources and blogs and such. She's an awesome blog writer I really enjoy reading your blogs (laughs) Ah, thanks Nikki (laughs) (laughs) so because you have been in this space for a number of years how would someone know if working remotely would be a good option for them because I know that this is something that's really glorified, and a lot of people see this as a great opportunity and all this having all this freedom. But really, it's not for everybody. And I've heard people say, you know, like, "Oh, I really want to do that." How how can I work remotely? And then there are some people who are like, "Oh no, I wouldn't ever be able to do that. I need my structure in a full time job." Um, and then some people start out being working remotely and then end up seeing that this is not for them and then stop. But yeah, how would someone know if this is a good option for them? Sure. Well,
1: first I would say there are a lot of different ways that you can do remote work. Um, and not all of them are going to be a good fit for you. So you have to figure out what works for you. Um, If you're someone who really loves sort of the structure of uh, the nine to five um, and you like working for a big company, there are a lot of companies today that have remote, remote teams. And so you could get, you know, a a seemingly traditional nine-to-five job that just happens to be on a remote team. So uh, that can be actually a really good option, especially if you're just getting started because uh, you'll probably have really specific hours when you're expected to be on your computer logged in. Uh, You'll be communicating with your team members every day. And so that actually can be an easier transition for a lot of people. Um, compared to maybe just quitting your job and maybe becoming a freelancer or um, deciding you're going to be an entrepreneur or something like that, that can be a really big transition and uh, oftentimes a, a difficult or sometimes impossible transition. So you can, like I said, you can either work on a remote team for, you know, a big company or a startup or a tech company um, you can do freelance work um, in writing. Uh, maybe you have specialized skills. Maybe you're an accountant. Maybe um, even things like uh, nursing. Uh, you'd be surprised. Uh, you can get remote jobs doing pretty much anything that, that you would do in a just a normal day job. Um you can offer services. You can have a product-based business. Uh, really, the options are, are endless. But the most important thing is to figure out what works for you. Uh, if you can, I think it's always good to do little experiments. Uh, so maybe, uh, like we talked about earlier, maybe hold on to the job that you have now. And try experimenting. You know, if you think you want to do some freelancing or some work on the side, uh, try doing that on the weekends or in the evenings, and see see what it's like with structuring your time. Do you enjoy the work? Is it stressful? Um, but I would say give it a try. Um, if you can, take uh, maybe your vacation a week or two and and just try something out and see how it goes. Uh, you might realize right away that it's not a good fit for you. And if it's not, then that's 100% okay. You know, it's not for everyone. And so um, I don't ever want people to feel like because it is so glorified that you should want to do this or you should be good at this. Um, because, because we're all different. We also need people who are great in uh, traditional nine to five jobs and companies. Uh, we need that too. So you really just have to experiment and, and find what works for you.
0: Yes. And I have a friend who she's with a company and she goes to the office a few times a week and she's working from home for them twice a week. So I think if your company also allows you to do that, that would be another good option to try out as well, just to see if it's something that could work if you could figure out a schedule to keep yourself on task while you're at home because I know a lot of people struggle with that. Um, but can you kind of talk into that a little bit too about how do you create your own schedule and stick to it while you are working remotely?
1: Yeah, sure. Well, this is one of my my favorite things to talk about because I really struggled with this uh, when I first started working remotely. Uh, I think Sometimes we have these ideas that working remotely can mean uh, I'll wake up without an alarm every day whenever I want. You know, I'll wear my pajamas, work from bed. We have all these ideas and um, maybe that's fun once in a while, but structure is actually really important in order to be effective and productive. Um, So I really love having a schedule. Um, Even if you have... remote job where you're a freelancer and you're 100% creating your own schedule, um, I would still suggest keeping a schedule for your own sanity. So try waking up at the same time every day, Um, have a schedule. You know, if you are writing or doing some sort of content work, then decide, okay, you know, every morning from 9 to 12, I work on this. You know, if you work with clients, you know, have specific hours every day so that when you communicate with them, you can say, okay, well, um, I can meet with you on, you know, these days at these times. Um, Having a schedule uh, is really important to stay organized Um, because, Otherwise, we're often multitasking and we're going from thing to thing. We're, you know, checking email for five minutes and then we're thinking, okay, oh, I got to go work on this. Oh, I got to do this. Uh, and it, and it's just too much for our brains. Uh, our brains really crave habits and routines and structures because it really does simplify our lives. Um, and if you're going from a traditional job where you don't even have to think about that at all and suddenly you go into a remote job or maybe you have to to choose, you know, all 40 hours how you spend your time. That's that's a lot of pressure uh, to make good decisions all of the time. I, I know at first I was terrible at this. I'd find myself, you know, watching TV in the middle of the day or I think, okay, I'll watch one episode of a show and then I'll get back to work and then it turns into two and then you're just spinning out of control. <laughs> so It really, more than anything, makes your life easier.
0: Yes, and I love scheduling too. And this is another thing that Betsy and I bond over. (laughs) We both actually, Betsy has finished and I'm currently reading a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear, which is such an amazing book. We've highlighted, underlined, written notes in it. So many good takeaways. Um, But I think, yeah, it's so important to create that schedule. And I think about, like, I work from home a few days a week and I still go work out at 6 a.m. Even the days that I'm working from home and some people are like but you're working from home today like why are you still waking up so early but it goes back to creating that routine and that schedule so then I'm able to then come back and I'm awake and I'm ready to go into my next thing and I think Betsy touched on this but yeah like time blocking, doing one task is so important. And I think about the times where I'm in doing a task and I'll have all these other things come to mind of something I need to do. So I'll just have a piece of paper next to me and I'll just write down those other things that I need to get done later on. But I don't want to then like jump to it. And I think that's something I've figured out later just, I mean, more recently about just writing stuff down because we have constantly have things going on in our heads about, oh, I need to do this or I need to do that. But if we jump around so much, we're not going to be able to get all that we have done and we won't have good quality focused time on our specific task. But I think, yeah, this can also be very overwhelming if you go from your traditional job to then working at home. So like Betsy said, experiment and I didn't have this right away either. I was not good at this. I'm still trying to figure it out (laughs) what works, but you just kind of try throw in a few things. You're like, okay, I'm going to try this for an hour, see how it goes. Maybe I only need 30 minutes for this or whatever, but yeah, totally experiment with that. Yeah. And
1: I, I love what you said about, you know, the, the list and, uh, Something that I do is I always keep uh, an Evernote doc on my computer, and it's just sort of like a random to-do list. So if I'm just thinking about something, and I think, like for example, today I thought, oh, I have like a tax question that I need to ask my dad. So I just wrote, you know, like email dad about tax question, you know, or just like all the random things that that come up during the day. Just keep one central list where you just put all of that. Um, And then after that, I like to organize. So then I have separate lists for like a daily to-do list and then a weekly and monthly. Um, But make sure you have one place where you're just anytime something comes up, just put it there. Because like Nikki and I were talking about, you'll just be like so scattered and going from thing to thing all day and and that's just really stressful.
0: <laughs> it is. And at the end of the day, you kind of go, what did I, what did I even do today? I didn't really get anything done. <laughs> I've had a couple of days like that. Like, what happened today? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Go, I mean, going back to what we originally said, like, this may or may not be for everybody and if you were listening to us talking about creating our own schedules and lists and all this stuff and you were really overwhelmed, (laughs) maybe this isn't for you and that, like Betsy says, completely okay. We need people. There are so many different jobs out there and it's cool because there are jobs unique for each of us. We're all unique. And, um, I think it's more so awareness too, like self-awareness about what works for you and what doesn't work for you. So experiment, it's time to experiment, right, Betsy?
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it can be really freeing too. I know that, Um, when I first got back from the world race, I was reading a lot of things about people who were digital nomads. And for a while I sort of found myself feeling jealous, like, oh, you know, you know, I wish, well, my husband's in school, so I I can't be a digital nomad right now and just go travel to different places all the time. Um, and then, you know, I started thinking about it. And as I did some traveling, I realized, you know, I really love having a home base. I actually don't want to be a digital nomad. I mean, it's really cool that some people are able to do that and still work well and be productive, but that's actually not at all for me, at least in this season of life. And so it also can be really freeing just to realize, you know, not only what works for you, but also narrow down the things that that just don't work for you.
0: Yeah, that's a really good point because I think a lot of people go back and forth. I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? Should I do it? And that's why it's always good to try something. And if it doesn't work, and then that's totally okay. And then you're free because you're like, oh, wow, that didn't work for me. And now I know what does work. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. And I also love doing informational interviews too. So if, if you don't know what that is, it's basically where you find someone who's doing something that you want to do and just ask them for 10 or 20 minutes of their time to ask them what it's like. Um, And if you know someone who's doing a remote job that you're interested in, uh, then just contact them, send them an email or a message on LinkedIn and say, can I just talk to you for 10 minutes to ask you about, you know, what your day looks like and maybe ask them what they do on a daily basis, you know, what their work looks like. And sometimes just talking to someone, you can either confirm that, oh, that sounds really interesting and I would like to do that or oh, that sounds really horrible. And I don't think I would want to do that after all. And you save yourself a lot of heartache of actually, you know, making the transition. So I also always encourage people to, if you're interested in something, instead of just like wavering back and forth and indecision to actually talk to someone who's doing it and just see what it's like.
0: Yes. And if you as the listener are like, oh, I want to learn more from Betsy because she seems really knowledgeable. Betsy, how would people get in touch with you? Sure. So you can come over to my website, which
1: is uh, com. which I'm sure Nikki will have the link because you probably won't remember that. <laughs> so yeah, that's the best place. Or you can send me an email at Betsy at BetsyRamserHime.com.
0: Perfect. And yes, I will put a link in the show notes for you so you can head on over and see her awesome stuff on her website or contact her if you have more questions as to what she's doing or how you could re- work remotely. I know that she would be happy to help.
1: Yes, definitely. I'd ha- be happy to answer all of your
0: questions. So please, please reach out Well, thank you so much, Betsy, for your time and for hanging out with me on this podcast. It's been so fun. I I enjoy uh, our interviews together. Thanks so much, Nikki. I loved it. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to refer to the show notes as we recap everything there. Also, don't forget to subscribe and share this episode with a friend, and we would love it if you wrote a review for us as well, because we would love to see um, what you think. And also, join our Patreon page, and you can pledge any amount to be in the our inside circle and just um, help us out with what we're doing if this is something uh, that you really feel like you want to help and partner with us. So we hope you enjoy this as much as we did and as always, here's to a thriving life.